My name is Kit. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, a show that discusses all kinds of movies and TV shows. And what you're listening to right now is a series where we dive into Lost from the early aughts. And Madison and I have never seen the show. Never. Steve, eh, multiple rewatches. Yeah. We'll just say. He yeah. owned them all on Blu-ray. I did. Now, you, all, now they belong to you. They're mine. <laughs> they are mine. And that's the shtick of the show. He's revisiting. He's trying to keep a straight poker face as we barrel through these mysteries. Uh, I bet there's times where he legitimately kind of forgets and it's easier. Sure. Uh, there is, yeah. Oh, I'm not sure where this is going. <laughs> I'm sure you love listening to us like theorize and figure out what's going oh, yeah. on. Oh, yeah. He's probably losing his mind when we were talking probably. about Boone, Bang, and Shannon. Oh, yeah. that was, in my mind, I was giggling. <laughs> I am so sad. <laughs> I can't wait. Because I lost my notes on that episode oh, on my no. computer. What do you mean? Oh, no. I, like, Somebody hacked you? I, <laughs> they were like, what are the notes? <laughs> We've taken those. No, I use Word and I like saved... And, and I like every time I do a new episode, I just make a new file. Same. And mm -hmm. I accidentally saved episode oh. 14 as 15. Oh, uh, no. So there's no going back. Unless there is, and I just don't we know We have away. to go back. I'm so sad. Oh. I lost all my funny notes. Yeah, I have a folder called Recaps, and I, for no reason, like I could, I could though, if I wanted to pull up. My notes on Yellow Jackets season oh, one episode two. Me too. <laughs> I love that. About I love it. Yeah. I love a good file same. system. Mm -hmm. I do the same. We could go back one day. We could just pretend we just watched it again. Yeah, and and barrel through it. Yeah, one day Actually, when we're old, we'll look back on these like this is what I thought in the moment while watching Yellow Jackets. Well, I always think like, oh, I, I could take all of our favorite moments. And like do a, a mega episode of the whole season. We never end up doing that. We do a version of that sometimes, but we never really utilize those in that way. But like I have them handy if need be, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. handy. Yeah. But we've got big plans. Uh, we're not going to we're not going to tell you, but we got big plans for the show. 2024 uh, is going to be a hell of a big year for streaming things. It is. Get excited. We're excited. We are. Hell yeah. I, I can't wait. My wife, my wife was worried. Because it's okay. a lot of work. You know what I mean? I was like, Honey? it's going to be fine. <laughs> Honey, I'm worried. You're doing a more? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Just less sleep. It's That's right. fine. Mm -hmm. um, Who needs sleep? So in the in the short term, that means three episodes a week for you folks. Three. Uh, including two lost episodes. Monday, lost. Wednesday, chosen film. Friday, lost again. Boom, boom, bang. Lost yeah. sandwich. That's right. Mm -hmm. And, the, and the, the Patreon meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. Ooh. There you go. Ooh, the so Patreon is, is the meat lost in the middle. The bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the buns, the if you will. Buns. I like to describe them as buns. Buns. Uh, and then the patrons actually get another, at least one, but usually two or three extra episodes on top of that. That's what we're going to be doing in the first quarter of 2024, and beyond that, even bigger, cooler, mm -hmm. bolder things. We'll let you know soon. We already know, but we're not telling you. Does that oh, make yeah. sense? Yeah, we are. We have a, 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 a tease, content calendar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got a content calendar made through August, baby. So just right. beefy with like with like tidbits, tids and bits, tids and bits everywhere, as the other sister would mm -hmm. say. Yep. Uh, at the and, and, and at the end of the year. Yep. So we'll mm -hmm. we'll announce all that very soon. We just want to let you guys know what the plan is and to look forward to if you're a big old losty, uh, another episode this week, baby. Next week, though. Mm -hmm. I will be at the Sundance Film Festival. Woo! I'm so excited. No, no applause. Hold your applause. I'm We're honored so to be in the presence you. of such a man. I'm freaking out. I cannot wait to you're hear gonna go, everything about it. You're going to go to Sundance a boy and return as a man. A I'm woman. so proud. <laughs> <laughs> After I meet Case 2. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. Uh, I'm super hyped, super honored, uh, very nervous, very excited, a little unconvinced that it's actually happening. All those emotions. Uh, but I will not be here for the next two lost episodes is what that means because they're recording 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be uh, with the Mormons. The in inmates Utah. are running the asylum yeah, next week, Madison. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I uh, they asked me to do a bunch of cool stuff, um, interview some of my favorite directors, and uh, a lot of good so movies there. Amazing. Most of you are aware Kristen Stewart has two movies there, and she's receiving an award. No big deal. No big deal. It's not like my favorite person in the world. I'll be sorry. Other than my later. wife. I can't wait for you guys to become besties. I know, right? It's going to happen. I did reach out to my team and was like, hey, because they were like, hey, we're going to be sending you opportunities throughout the next few days. And I was like, you know, Steve knows I operate under a shoot your shot philosophy yes. of oh, life. Yeah. And I was like, hey, just throwing it out there. If you get any Kristen Stewart interview tidbits, throw those my way, please. And then I put like, Dot, that dot, would dot. be more important to me than literally anything else you could imagine giving me an opportunity for at this festival. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, seriously, nice. like I'd rather, I'd literally not even go other than just to do that. I would fly home afterward if you wanted me to. Okay, guy, you're coming on strong. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually putting you on a stay away from her list. It's the opposite. Um, oh, you want to see your new movie? Oh, it's uh, four blocks down that way. <laughs> you get into a cab that takes you to the next city. I like how I'm wearing the fucking case to shirt during this conversation. <laughs> Accidentally. Damn it. Uh, anyway, all that, all jokes aside, lifelong goal of mine, super hyped. A lot of good movies. Um, well, I haven't of, seen them yet. Proud of you. Proud of you. Thanks, proud of guys. You. So excited for you. Yeah, we'll see how Killing that goes. It. But this is Lost, episode 15, Homecoming. We're going to talk about our overall thoughts. We're going to switch it up a little bit. We're going to talk about our overall thoughts mm -hmm. and then do a scene-by-scene, play-by-play recap and reaction. And then we've got four segments at the end this time. Uh, beach please beach please our it's steve mile high club moments mm -hmm. our top three favorite moments of the episode our passenger princess the best performance nomination and lost and found where we keep track of all the mysteries that have been uh unraveling and whether or not they've been solved and if you're paying attention i lied that's exactly what we do every time <laughs> i was Trick gonna you. say what's 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 going on i know i had you going there. you were like oh no you're switching like, it up oh i'm not prepared I'm not pre what's going on that's right so, Madison, what did you think of episode 15? We're uh, well over the midpoint of season Homecoming. one here. Where you at? Homecoming. Where you at? I hated this episode. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I, I, I usually try and stray away from like saying hate, but like I really highly dislike. Can't avoid it this, this time. episode. Pure hatred. It was just really bizarre. Mm -hmm. um, I personally didn't care for the flashback they did with Charlie. I thought it was very out of character. Like, where they were going with his character in previous episodes, this just kind of like made him overly like obsessed and creepy. Like the whole the whole um, trope of like I need to take care of you, like real was really came out of left field for me. Like I understand it, there were hints of it previously, but it, they just really leaned into it. And I think they're trying to justify him shooting Ethan, which like I personally think you didn't even need the flashback bits to justify him shooting. I think having him shooting him without need, having that backstory, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not the reason they included all that backstory. Um, and then I felt like some of the dialogue this episode was really cheap. I don't know, like not saying that like there hasn't been cheap dialogue previously, but I just feel like the script of this episode was just very bad. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I overall like it was it was I didn't like it at all. <laughs> um, the only redeeming the only redeeming quality I liked from this episode was uh, the action scenes where they 
you know, they, they all had the guns and they were like going on. The, boom, boom. They all had the, the, the guns. They were, they were, they were like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> um, and then we love um, a good, pew, 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 pew. Mm-hmm. um, and then there were a lot of shots of the islands that I enjoyed, which I feel like there's been this consistent, like when an episode is shit, they make up for it by showing beautiful images of the island. Mm-hmm. Like a Zack Snyder kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. But that's things randomly go in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but that's, that's my overall thoughts. For Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Coming. You're welcome. <laughs> and then you two are like, I loved it. It was so good. Uh, well, I doubt it. Steve okay. Madison. Um, I hate this episode too. <laughs> this episode is, 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 hate. is bad. It's bad. Um, it's so bad. I love hatred. I love it. Oh my Yay, God. Hatred. No, for everything that you kind of, touched on, I think is a hundred percent true. Um, the, this is one of the only times where the flashback mechanic of this show really serves no purpose or feels like a hat on a hat. Cause Charlie wanting to shoot Ethan is justified in the character. What we know of him already, because not only did Ethan abduct him, uh, try to kill him, but also like you know, torture and who knows God what, what he did to to Claire. So his justification for wanting to get revenge on him is already there. We don't need to have this, you know, Oh, remember when did you guys, I don't know if you guys know this. Did you guys know that Charlie was a junkie? Did you guys know that? (laughs) Isn't that weird? Weird. Um, but also I'm not a huge fan of the fact where there was a, so much intrigue of like, Oh, Ethan, um, you know, he, he pretended to be one of us. He captured Claire. Whoa, that's so scary. And then it's just like, Hey, Charlie, I want you to get Claire back for me. Dude, you can get her yourself. Yeah. You've done it before. Yeah. I, like, and I don't know, like that whole sort of thing was really bizarre. This this episode just seemed like a weird way of like, hey, we need to bring the guns back because we, we need that mm-hmm. plot device to come back and we're going to drop the Ethan thing for some, uh, for some unknown reason. It just, this episode just felt so unnecessary in a lot of ways. And um, like you said, the writing's kind of, poor overall in general. And um, yeah, it just left a bad taste in my mouth because I really don't like what happens with Ethan specifically because that was such an interesting character and idea. Like that could have been, Ethan could have been like the main antagonist for seasons, whatever, however long you want to use him. Like he could have been a really good antagonist. I mean, he's a mopather, right? We all know those mopathers. They they do things. They're good with stunts. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, they kind of, you know, have his motivations be really weird and they don't make sense. And yeah, in the moment, at least like, it's just kind of like, well, what was, what was the point of this, this whole yeah. time? So yeah, that's why I'm not a huge fan of this episode. Kit. I also am not a fan of this episode. We um, all love everybody. We all, <laughs> we all love everybody. everybody. We all love everybody. But, but, um, as a recovering addict, obviously, maybe not obviously it does emotionally affect me. But it's like in a cheap way that makes me even angrier. So like I'm really sympathetic to Charlie. Uh, A lot of this stuff feels true to my own lived experience with like hardcore drug addiction, Um, specifically like fucking over people you actually care about and feeling helpless to that fact. And that's that's a shitty feeling like when you're, um, you know, pocketing your friends belongings who let you in to take a shower and charge your phone. Um because you feel like you're going to die. And this is like the only solution to the immediate issue you're having that you can come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
doesn't feel good. And I felt Charlie there, but also like from a writing perspective, like we've already, we've gone on this journey through Charlie with Charlie before. Yeah. And like you guys said, none of this is necessary to justify what's happening in the present and the way that some other episodes really seamlessly interweave mm-hmm. um, the past and present in like a, in a profound way. And I think sometimes um, th- the writers feel trapped in this uh, shtick, this presentational shtick that they have of, of you know, backstory and, and present events where it's like some episodes you could just stay on the island, not do flashbacks. Agreed. It would work so much better. We don't necessarily need it. Yeah. A yeah. lot of time. And this is one where it's felt like this more than ever, where it's like, I actually don't care mm-hmm. anymore about what happened. I get it. He was a rock star. He became a drug addict. He feels like shit. He feels like a loser. Yeah. Now, you know what I mean? Like, so now you're wasting my time by right. retreading this. Well, and it's almost like they were trying to replicate the same feeling that he had with Claire, with this woman, Lucy, Lucy. Yeah. Lucy. And I just was like, it's really not the same though. Like <laughs> this idea that, Oh, he wants to take care of Claire and you know, he feels, but like, again, that was already, that was already made clear mm-hmm. previously. Made Claire. Right. Um, Claire. Um, so it just, it, it was just weird, like for them to introduce this new character as like a love interest for Charlie. And it, it like, and then her dad was like this rich guy who used to be in a band. I was like, what angle are they taking? Like, is this like how he, you know, tries to get back into the music industry? Cause they, they leaned in so much about his brother, like not being involved in the past year. So it was just really, I don't know. It was just really bizarre. And I hated how they were trying to make Lucy, Lucy's character similar to Claire's character for like, in terms of how he wants to take care of her or something like that. It was just weird, really weird and a big stretch to, to lean into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wants to feel like a man. I guess. Now you're a man. That's his man, new song. Man, man, man. I gotta take care M-A-N of you. man. <laughs> I gotta take care of you. All, all we know at the end of this episode is that Charlie just has a history of falling hard for ladies. Mm-hmm. Like he knew Lucy for like what, maybe a week conservatively, so, and yeah. he's like, I, I want to get, I want to be a copy salesman for you. Right. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> so weird. I think I think um, he just wants to be a reliable person. Oh right? yeah, I, yeah. Like there's an earnest desire to function in society, mm-hmm. um, and the, the you know the samsara of an addict is I just need one more mm-hmm. and then I'll yeah. get help. Then I'll start fixing this stuff. I can't right now because I'm about to shit myself and I feel like my skin is going to fall off my face uh, and I can't stop sweating. But once I feel better, I'll get my fix. And then, you know, and then you're too high to care and then you're too dope sick to do anything. And then you're too high to care. And then you're too dope sick to do anything. And then years go by, right? Like it's mm-hmm. terrible. So like, I get all that, but I just don't feel like it's necessary. We already got all that, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but let's dive into it. Let's get through this. Uh, <laughs> that, that sounded this. negative. Uh, the, the episode opens, I don't think with an eyeball. Uh, no. Locke brings Claire back to the caves. He's the only one that's seen her at the end of the last episode. She's still pregnant. Oh my God. Oh yeah. What the Yeah, fuck? she's still pregnant. I don't think she was in like. I don't think she was when she I, walked out. I don't at think the they end put the prosthetic on in the, no, at the end of the last episode. I was like, she's still pregnant? Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> and I guess we're supposed to assume, I'm jumping ahead, but the scratches on Ethan's face 
makes it seem like she did like get away get somehow. Him, that doesn't, yeah. He's an upset boy. Um, yeah. It doesn't make any sense because he's like apparently super strong. We'll get into all that. I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she wakes and screams. She doesn't know who any of them are. She has no memory. Uh, who are you people? And then some of them are like, wait, 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 what do you mean you people? <laughs> and then it's like lost. <laughs> this whole scene reminded me of PETA from the Hunger Games. Ooh, don't like it. <laughs> PETA. PETA. Um, but when he was like stung oh, yeah. by the, the, what are they called? Oh yeah, Some when he jackets? gets um, like brainwashed into being yeah. an assassin of yeah. Katniss. Yeah. And then it was this part opening it's up. It's giving PETA. It's giving PETA um, <laughs> from the Hunger Games. Um, but then Jack, when he's like trying to help Claire, he's just like, wake up now, wake up now. And I'm like, bro, come on. He's washclothing her. That's, I know. that's it, the move. Yeah, but it's just like that. What, how he was saying it, delivering it was weird. Anyway. Wake up. Yeah. yeah. Slaps the shit out of her. <laughs> wake up, bitch. I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, God, why'd you bring up PETA? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's like a thing that bothers me because. Gen Z has this whole, probably rightfully so. I love the Hunger Games series, mostly Catching Fire, right? But there's like this whole thing where Gale is actually like a toxic piece of shit. And which one's uh, Gale? He's uh, Liam Hemsworth. Oh, okay. And PETA is like, everybody loves PETA. But when I watched the series as a young man the first time, it was like, yeah, Gale sucks. If anything, I want Katniss to end up with Jenna Malone's character. Like mm. that would be ideal for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but also Peter's like, it sucks. Like it's yeah. such a white bread boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. He's so boring. But everybody fucking loves Josh Hutcherson and, and the generations below me. But I, I saw the beekeeper recently. Okay. Jason Statham. I'm going to build a bunch of bees. Uh, which is fucking awesome, by the and way. they're going to sting you. That movie is batshit crazy. It's awesome. Um, but Josh Hutcherson plays the villain and he's like a Bitcoin crypto bro, like oh. billionaire with a skateboard kind of kid guy. Okay. That's, that's track. And the whole time I'm like, this is the real Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> <laughs> but when I reviewed the movie, I was too scared to make those jokes oh. because the masses fuck with him heavy. And I didn't want to like, what did you, cause I, I, I made a joke about when I saw the new hunger games, I was like, there's no really good characters in this movie. It's a decent movie, but it's like, a, it's a bunch of pitas. And like the comments were like, what does that mean? You know, Peter's a saint. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's a fucking kid that like bakes bread and, you know, right. definitely doesn't know where the G spot is. You, can <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very far away from this conversation. Like I haven't really, I don't, I haven't talked about this with my friends or maybe I did when I was in high school when these movies were, were relevant, but I, th I, I do want to acknowledge, like, I think it's super bizarre that, like, my generation is, like, insanely obsessed with dystopian, like, fantasy mm -hmm. series. I get we, it. Because we had, that, that was, like, popular when you guys were yeah. of that age. In middle school, we yeah. had Hunger Games. We had Divergent. Divergent. There we were had, so many of them around that time. Yeah. Ender's Game. Ender's Game. Yeah. There are a lot. Maze Runner. Is that the same? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Probably. You couldn't walk uh, across the street without being hit in the face with a dystopian <laughs> young adult novel. Literally. Yeah. Um, anyway, we've derailed. And then totally. you're like watching the road, like, where's Peta? <laughs> it's so dark. <laughs> where's the, there's no humor. Are they eating that baby? <laughs> <laughs> they are! <laughs> okay. Uh, so then anyway. she doesn't know who Ethan is either. She remembers none of it, right? She's talking to Jack and Charlie. Uh, the last thing she remembers is being on the plane, which was, as we find out in this moment, uh, almost a month ago, right? And I love that we cut to Jen and son. And Jen, who does not speak yes. English, is like, what's going on? 
<laughs> like we don't acknowledge often the fact that he knows literally 10% of what has occurred up to this point in the show mm-hmm. and son knows all of it. And yeah. she doesn't want to let him know she speaks English. So she's like, Oh, I think probably it's fine. fine. It's fine. <laughs> There's no polar bear for sure. You know, this might be spoilers for later, but this is one of my favorite moments of the episode. It's just this little like, what's what's Sun and Jin doing over here? Like that little aside is so good because it shows that Jin's like genuinely concerned. Like, is that woman okay? Is her baby okay? Yeah. And then when they're Sun, all sus about it, they're, they are. And then when Sun's like, oh, I think the baby's fine. That that little look he gives her is like, mm, girl, I don't think it is, girl. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, it couldn't possibly be fine. We're, you know, like right. she's had no vitamins. Like her folic acid it has to be super low. Anytime they cut to the beauty that is Daniel Day Kim, uh, and Sun's gorgeous too. So like I, I love there's some of my but favorite Sun's characters. Fine. We don't get Sun's enough of this. <laughs> she's fine. She could be there. Yeah, she's uh, she's good eye candy. She compliments him well. Um so I definitely don't hate any time they cut to those characters, but beautiful, um, beautiful people. We cut to Locke, who is, I love. He's, Boone is such his bitch. <laughs> he's so impatient with Boone's dumb questions. I, don't, I know everything you do, Boone. No idea. Apparently. Sure. Yep. This this, this is an interesting scene because we were talking about how, like, how good the show is at sort of, like, making John seem like, oh, he's, like, the wizen guy. You can trust him. But the way they film him sometimes is so menacing. Like, yeah. the way the fire's behind him and he's, like, thousand yards staring off into the distance like i don't know boone (laughs) that's what i think the best analog for the way Locke is usually used in this show is dr manhattan honestly yeah because dr manhattan is seemingly kind of evil but is actually just operating on a higher level of knowledge right it's it's who elon musk thinks he is you know (laughs) um (laughs) and so that is Locke. Elon Musk listens or watches that uh, Watchmen scene of Dr. Manhattan becoming himself. He's like, I get it. Mm-hmm. That's that's like when I bought Tesla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am become Musk, oh distributor God. of memes. <laughs> I'm tired of this planet and all the people on it with their problems. Buy, I will build a new one. Buy a Space cyber X. truck. Space to save <laughs> Um, Cybertruck will take me where I need to go. Everyone will have blue check stickers on them. <laughs> For $8. For $8. Charlie uh, gives Claire her journal and he's like, this should tell you a lot about how we're friends and stuff. I mean, I guess. I assume. I, I haven't. I have no idea what's in there. It's weird. The, the last Page 26, couple, though. Amazing. The last couple pages, it looks like your handwriting style changes. Yeah. Uh, you definitely wrote those, though. It's right, like right. completely. She reads it and she's like, I'm in love with... Charlie? I love blowing Charlie. But this, <laughs> the R's are backward, you know. <laughs> I usually dot my eyes with hearts, but that's not the case on these pages. Why is it chicken scratch? It's underlined. I must uh, have been drunk, <laughs> pregnant and drunk when I wrote that. <laughs> it's a bad combo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he tries his best, though. But hey, <clears> hey, <throat> guys, Ethan, he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. He tells her more of a recent past and she asks about Ethan. He's like, yeah, he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's the villain in the show. And then he looks at the camera um, <laughs> and she says, so we're friends. And it's an interesting way that Dominic Monaghan plays this scene because you could almost read it like he doesn't like that definition of what they are, you mm-hmm. know, mm, friend zoned. <laughs> yeah. uh, but also it's like kind of touching. Like he's like, yeah, we're friends. But that would suck because that's like his only friend. And yeah. now she doesn't remember. Um, I do not like amnesia as a plot device. I don't either. And this show uses it egregiously often. 
but mm-hmm. I don't know the source yet. So maybe it will be okay. Like, uh, but it feels like K and J from the men in black are at Ethan's camp, just neuralizing everybody. That's the, that's <laughs> what the smoke monster is. It's just the two of them <laughs> rolling around in that black truck. Tommy Lee Jones. Cadillac that they have. <laughs> I need you to look right here. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's fair. Uh, and we cut back to the past. It's Charlie doing drugs time. with Tommy. Fucking uh, Tommy. Love the the imagery of London. It was like the yeah. London Bridge. London. London Tower. I love your no. appreciation of the establishing shots and cinematography I, in this I, episode. I love it. You're like, that's all I got with that's this one. That's the only, <laughs> only redeeming quality of this episode. And uh, Tommy's like, it's time to put you to work, sweet ass, and slaps his butt cheeks. <laughs> So what they do is he hustles women in like a Sawyer-esque way, but in more mm. of a prostitute way. Um, uh, and then he puts on you all, everybody, on the jukebox. <laughs> He's got that drive shaft, Riz. <laughs> he does. Uh, and he starts said, oh, rizzing up song? all the ladies. Oh, did you know I, I I wrote this? This is my song. You guys are trying to have an orgy? We all, everybody? We all, everybody? <laughs> uh, you know, and I like the writing here. Dominic Monaghan's a, a, a charming man, mm-hmm. you know, and I could, mm-hmm. I could see him drinking a few pints. And, yeah. and these lines working, you know, especially I, as a famous person. I do like the, the, the Jane Austen would be ashamed line. Like that's that was funny. Classic. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't know how big drive shaft is. Right. But they, they're globally known. Right. So I really feel like he could make enough money to get high legally just with who he is. He could do debasing legal things like well, signings does, and appearances and oh, commercials. Oh, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. he wouldn't have to necessarily steal stuff. He, he does say that thing. There is that mention where like the, the licensing rights of kind the royalties. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The royalties have kind of like not gone in his favor. Sure. But you're right. He could still make money off of doing the con circles and he'd do totally. a, pr- a Pringles commercial yeah, or, he, I mean, this is back in like, he could go to every hard rock cafe in the world and just <laughs> make, yep. make a just killing. Chill. Yeah. 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 That's what I think too. Like go to used cars lots and be like, hi, I'm Charlie from drive yes. shaft. And if you want a car, Billy's car lot is where to go. Yeah. Like I, I would watch an episode where he's doing that instead of like the stuff that I was doing as a 19 year old, 20 year old, nobody, you know, like, I feel like you got other options than like petty theft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but back in the present, Saeed is the voice of reason. He's like, do we trust this pregnant bitch? She didn't. Ex- <laughs> How did she escape? She's pregnant. Amnesia is super rare. And I kind of, it's a little bit lazy writing. Maybe like the doctors in the pitch and the discord will be uh, in agreement with this. Maybe they'll be uh, in disagreement and, and annoyed. But I, I, I kind of hate the thing that TV does where it's like, like Jack's a doctor, right? He's a, I think, spinal surgeon. Yeah, he's definitely um, a surgeon. Yeah. And so he has a little bit of knowledge of like all things medicine, but he specializes in spinal surgery. He's definitely not a neurologist and wouldn't be really any more helpful with like the rarity of amnesia or the science behind it than Steve would because he's barely studied that. He's like focused on mm-hmm. spinal nerves and I stuff. I know brain's good. But he's like, they're like, oh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty rare, but I know a lot about, you know, no, you don't. It's, it's possible. You study that branch of medicine. You're a liar. It's like my buddy's a lawyer, right? It doesn't mean he knows like maritime law. It doesn't mean he knows. He's like mostly a, uh, not an ambulance chaser, but he, he does like a lot of like uh, uh, class action lawsuits and stuff. You know, he's mm-hmm. not even a criminal attorney, so he wouldn't know a ton about how to defend somebody from murder or precedence in that brand. Like yeah. Law is vast and medicine is vast. And that's why people yeah. specialize. I don't know. It's just a tiny thing, but. This scene is really They're like Jack's a doctor, so he knows everything. This is a scene where um, I love I love that all these characters are getting together and they're planning stuff like that aspect of it is fun. 
But uh, the way they shoot this scene is way more hype than it actually is. Like they're doing the Terry Bruckheimer, like let's spin the camera 360 around. Jerry or his brother Terry? Or Jerry, sorry. <laughs> Terry, get in here. I saw what you did on Lost. Friend. Terry Bear. I don't know why that's his brother, Terry, from the, from the basement. <laughs> Terry, we don't let you out very often. Want to make movies. Want to make movies. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're doing that spin Pirates move. of Caribbean. And usually like movies will do that spin thing to kind of like, cause it, it's, it's an actionable shot. So it's, yeah. they usually use it to like, Oh, keep the pace going. They like, did it in the last episode too. Yeah, and yeah, usually it's end. like towards the end when like the climax mm-hmm. is happening, but this is just like, Hey, so uh, I don't know guys. Uh, what's, what do you think's going on? And it's like, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Charlie's upset. They're talking shit about Claire. He's like, I'm going to take my ball and go home if you guys are going to be mean to my pregnant friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we cut to Charlie talking with Jen because he left the group. He's going to go back to the caves. Must uh, be nice not to be involved. He, he, he says Anyong, which I guess is like a Korean word. And Jen's like tickled that he tried to learn a word. Is that what's going on there? I believe so. I meant to look that up, but I forgot. I'm going to do it now. Or it's mm-hmm. maybe his favorite author. Oh, yeah. Anyong in Korean, Korean is hello. Oh, OK. Yeah. So he yeah. says Anyong. And then Jen's Anyang. like, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> Um, wasn't that a, a Arrested Development joke? Like, um, there was a, a, a Korean boy that they like adopted and they thought his name was Anyang because he just kept going into the room and saying Anyang to people. Oh, and just and they, would, they would, they would say it back to him and they're like, where's Anyang? Anyang. <laughs> and he would say Anyang back to him. No. <laughs> like, that was the joke in Arrested Development. I've never no. seen Arrested De- Development. That's no, a great show. But you may have just pitched that. <laughs> it's a great show. That was so funny. People love that's that where show. The, that's where, uh, the famous meme, like she gives the money to Anyang and goes, here, go see us. Star War. Like, that's where that comes from. Uh, they hear rhythmic whooshing. That's what the caption said. Um, I wrote that down, too. <laughs> that's so funny. But it's like a slingshot move. Uh, and they, uh, Ethan, we find out, hits Jen with a rock in the chest, which knocks him out and makes no sense. And Ethan, <laughs> Ethan looks all bloody, wants Claire back. And you guys pointed out it's a little silly that he wants Charlie to go get her instead of Je- like, it's obviously not going to go your way. It's yeah. obviously they're going to like set you up. Yeah, Just go get her. Dude. Go get her. You've with- done it plenty of times in the past. Yeah. You're like <laughs> daredevil like, strong. Not remembering shits. And she's like just wandering around by herself. So I'm sure. He definitely could have gotten her. Could have. She didn't remember anything. Maybe he's having like a crisis of confidence because this pregnant woman she escaped, me. escaped him and bested him. And now he's like, I don't know if I can do it anymore, guys. I'm, I'm, I mean, I used to be the guy that can Matt Murdock my way into caves and steal yeah, people. Yeah, he's like but- a street level superhero strong. He's not like <laughs> Omni-Man. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, right. he lifts Charlie, who's a little guy, but still with one hand one on the hand. tree mm-hmm. and like feet off. The- like I'm talking to Madison because Steve knows the answer. And, I'll, you know, it's going to be tough for him to respond. We're supposed to understand that he has an abnormally abnormal strength at this point, right? Like that's the point of showing that shot, right? I mean, my interpretation of Ethan's character, at least what I'm theorizing has happened with him up until this point is he he's lived in this island for years. And so I just think through living on this island, he's he's just fucking jacked or he's from there. We don't even know what the island is yet, right? He's a superhuman of the island. He's others. It's just weird. It's weird that they did this because the tone of the show is not one where you know, if this was like an 80s action film or something and somebody choke lifted a guy yeah. uh, and I'd be like, that's just what happens in these Hang kinds around. of movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in this movie, it's like, and Ethan doesn't even look and we've already seen him like beat the shit out of Jack. Mm-hmm. So but anyway. then in this, was it this episode that Jack beats the shit out of him? He does. That's what's weird about uh, him losing the fight later is because they established this like, uh oh, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with this guy? Oh, 
never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Not as strong as a doctor who with a with his with willpower. I would say the idea of him being some supernatural strong like strength, I feel like is it's it's, it's, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. It's implied. Uh, so Charlie tells the rest of the group what just happened. Uh, and Locke says they needed to post up, get sentries, tell a select flu. Circle uh, the wagons. Yeah. And, what if, and, and Locke's pretty smart. He's like, we don't know if Ethan's alone. Like what? Like there yeah. could be a whole army. That's what I'm thinking. A whole army of Mopathers out there in the jungle. Yeah. A it, whole army of Ethan's. It, yeah. It's guaranteed that he's not alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but Jack wants to tell everybody and just like huddle up in the caves. And so Locke has a strategy. Finally, Jack like relents. Cause again, Locke's like the Pope. Jack's the king, but they, this is almost a theocracy at this point. So they have like mm-hmm. leadership issues. And finally Jack's like, okay, obviously you got a plan, which I, I kind of identify with Jack for the first time ever. Cause like Locke was being annoying, you he know, he's being cryptic. But I okay, feel like this is always the case with them. Like Locke will suggest something and Jack's like in disagreement, but then Locke ends up winning anyway. Like I, he's got the skills. Well, yeah. And part of me is like, Jack, step the fuck up or don't argue, don't yeah. argue with Locke anymore. <laughs> He's just got to say his piece. I guess. I, I identify with that too. You know? <laughs> it's also been annoying. Steve knows how I am. I, the, we'll I do what like, you want to do, but I need to say what I, I think. I also, I'm nervous to say this, but like, I have Uh-oh. been annoyed that there's just been like this boys club of like authority, like of like Saeed, Jack, Locke. And I'm like, why haven't they included Kate in most of this? Oh, there's a scene later that infuriates me. Yeah. I think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. we are. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) I just had to like plant that right now. (laughs) Planted? Planted. And we'll water it and then it'll grow in a little bit. That's going to be a healthy plant by Mm -hmm. the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. So Locke lays out his plan and then we cut to Jen, who's again talking to Sun. And he's like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm just pretty sure it's the white people's fault, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of pissed off. And she's uh, like, Ooh, I got she's like, I'm getting fucking attacked mm-hmm. because they're bullshit and I don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And son's just like, I don't know, honey. <laughs> kind of have a crush on one of the guys. And he, he's like, what? And she's like, what? what? Um, <laughs> Claire tells Charlie. Uh, no one's gonna. No one talks to her. Everybody's kind of staring at her. What's going on? And he lies to her, and he feels really bad about that. You can tell. He's like, no, definitely nothing going on. Definitely nobody with super strength hey, that wants to kidnap you. Friends don't lie. We learned that. Yeah, we learned that. Friends don't stranger lie. things. Yep. That's true. But it's like, did he? Did Charlie tell everybody in the camp that? I was confused why other people weren't talking to her. Yeah, because uh, Locke said we have to tell everybody, mm. right? And so apparently everybody meant everybody except Claire. Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Even fucking Shannon, who will spill the beans. Yeah. Um, don't tell fucking Shannon. Shannon definitely yeah. don't. Shannon will talk. She yeah. will seek out the person She's you're not big supposed in the to drama. do. Brother fucking Shannon is gonna start some shit. <laughs> <Fucking Shannon>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This episode was sponsored by BetterHelp. Folks, it's 2024. What does everybody do in the new year? They make resolutions. They set goals. How about we don't do that? I mean, you can. It's obviously nice to have goals, but it's also a good exercise to focus on things that you like about yourself. You know, not making all those high pressure goals that you might fail at and just feel worse. You can set smaller goals. And I think therapy can be a good way to access things that you enjoy about your life and focusing on the positive, the gratitude. And BetterHelp is a good way to do that. If you've never given BetterHelp a try, 
It's therapy that's entirely online. You can do it all from your home and access a therapist by filling out a questionnaire. And if you end up not liking that therapist, you can switch. Again, along with the theme of this ad, uh, no pressure whatsoever. They're not going to have their feelings hurt by it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. Happy New Year, everybody. New year, new chances to be thankful for everyone around us. And we are so thankful for every single one of our Patreon members. But now it is time to give a special shout out to our super patrons for the month of January. So thank you so much to Sebastian Generale, Sean Callahan, Stanton Valentino, Bryce Coppin, Susie Callahan, Anthony Corona, Infamous, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano, Lil Tickler, Svento7, Jay Scramo, Haley Anderson, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Big Butthorn, Conrad, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Peaches, Emmy, Haley B, Joe Velez, Michelle, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sunlight. Loving Mortal, Suzanne Road, Lauren Waller, Jen Robinson, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Orion Moore, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and Enza. Thank you all so much. And with that, let's get back to the show. Back in the past. Back in time. Thank I you. know. I was <laughs> <laughs> at Lucy's house. Um, Charlie's looking for valuables. He finds the what cigarette case of Winston Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. On the beaches, we will fight him on the beaches. <laughs> we will hold on. I got a light. I was gonna I take. I have to take a big toke of old Toby. <laughs> old Toby, finest weed in a shot father. And uh, Lucy is like way too into Charlie. I love Dominic Monaghan, but he's not, he doesn't have that much riz. No. Like she's immediately like, come to my mansion, look around by yourself. But he's come meet my dad. He's a rock star that immediately like gives you plus ten charisma. That's true. Yeah. If this were like Baldur's Gate. Yeah. But to move this quickly and inviting somebody over to meet your dad seems a little, a little sus. Yeah. You don't meet the dad before, me. not before sex even. Nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. Not even a quick shag. Yeah. A quick shag, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you get full Sean Connery there? I don't know. Quick shag. If a you quick will. shag. Come into my mansion. I'll show you a very good time. Hmm. Do you want to have dinner with my father <laughs> and then we'll shag down <laughs> look at winston churchill's cigarette case <laughs> by that i mean my dick the um, sun never set on the british empire so we have all day long <laughs> Back. <laughs> and then in the present um kate brings jack a snack uh, i did that on purpose i got you some dunkaroos love you kate kate knows what's up uh, she knows what's going down, right? She wants to arm up. Uh, she's like, let's get the guns. And Jack's like a libtard about it, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> being a total snowflake. Oh no, God. guns kill people, Claire. And she, or, or, uh, Kate. Kate. And Kate's like, no, people kill people. <laughs> the only way to stop a bad guy is a good guy with a gun. And we know that Ethan's a bad guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> ah, have you seen American Sniper? <laughs> and then, There's a baby in that one, too. Oh, There is. And then 
we cut to the group. They're, they built fires. They got trip wires. They got volunteer sentries. There's a weird scene. I don't know what's up with Twinkie Bone. I really do not. <laughs> I love this scene. Because he's like, I'll stand guard. And, and Locke's like, cool, don't fuck up. And, and Boone's like terrified. And then it cuts. And I'm like, what is the point of this? What are they setting up with Boone like being so inept? So this is like... I think this is playing into several different character things because Boone's like, hey, I want to help because Boone always wants to help. But yeah. he's yeah. kind of inexperienced. He's kind of dumb. Yeah. But he, he has the best of intentions. Saeed side eyes him and isn't like because that's the ongoing rivalry between those two. Yeah. And then Locke is just trying to give Boone some paternal like help. Like we're all counting on you, buddy. You can do it. Oh, that's how you read that. Okay. Yeah. And then but then it's just I think ultimately it leads to. Uh, an interesting way of cutting where, you know, Boone is inept. He falls asleep at his post, wakes up in the morning to like the, the sound uh, thing going off. And then they find Vincent, the dog. Cause Vincent, the dog is the one that set the trap. The wire. Yeah. Um, and, 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 but yeah, it is a little strange that they do this, but I think they're trying to illustrate that they're trying to like fake you out. Like, Oh, Ethan actually snuck in cause of Boone. He's inept, but Oh, actually as Ethan just came in through the water. Everyone was inept in this scene mm-hmm. or in this situation specifically. Cause they didn't think that Ethan could come in via water. Okay. Yeah. So after the Boone volunteers, Charlie's frantic, wants to move Claire. Jack's like, nothing's going to happen to her. Right. Back in the past, we see the dinner between. I, I love this shot. Sorry. I sorry to cut you off. It was so funny to me because they're talking like Charlie's like, I'm really worried about Claire. Jack's like, she's fine. We're going to protect her. And then they cut to a wide shot and Claire's fucking 10 feet to the left. Of uh, she's sleeping. I know, but it's really funny. She's pregnant. She can't hear them. Cause like, Oh, her, pre- <laughs> <laughs> her pregnant she's ears. Pregnant, can't she hear. can't hear. Duh. Duh. Duh Steve. Yeah. The baby can. Mm-hmm. The baby, the baby. Back in the past, Back uh, in time. we see the dinner with Lucy and dad and Charlie. Uh, ooh, we find out dad was in a band called Protestant Reformation. Oh my <laughs> that's God. a great band name, honestly. That's honestly a, a it's sick a top, band name. Top 100 Christian, Christian bands. I want to get down British. on my knees and start pleasing Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year since Drive Shaft has been together. He kind of like drops the bit pretty quickly. Like one at mention of the band, he starts weeping. Actually, I'm dope sick. And I'm not a rock star anymore. Says I want to do a solo project. And then in my notes, I put I all myself. Ooh, <laughs> I all myself. That would actually be good. Maybe like a George Harrison kind of thing. Yeah, it might yeah. work. Yeah. He did have that. I me my song. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I me me my. That's a banger. It is. <laughs> he tells, um, he goes back to the bar, tells Tommy plans off. I took a job selling copiers. <laughs> So I'll give you my skag on spec. Uh, <laughs> that was a good Tommy. He basically he fronted him the heroines and he expects double the heroines in return. Right. Uh, and it's Friday. He's like, how are you going to go to work on Monday without a fix? By Monday, you're going to be dope sick as shit. And that is very true. Back in the present, Boone uh, is very seriously on watch. He's taking it super seriously. He's not going to fuck up at all. Um, and I, I put into my notes, Saeed should most definitely be allowed to have a gun. You know, uh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's killed yeah. many men, many men. Yeah, as Fifty Cent would say. <laughs> have, they, have they just have they given guns out yet? They haven't. No. Not yet. Not okay, yet. That's what I thought. Um, I do like the editing of Boone falling asleep because you know he, it's a really quick cut where he's looking around, he's falling asleep, and then boom, it's daylight. And he's immediately panicked. Like that to me resonated as like whenever you wake up, like, oh, my alarm didn't go off. Ah! And you yeah. just like that, yeah, that freak out. I thought they, that was effective. And yeah. if that's what they were going for. It's I also liked the effective. ominous coverage of the camp, like seeing everybody on guard. It was like it reminded me of a 
I don't know, just kind of like when you're playing a video game and it does like the campaign view of like, oh, your next mission is like to inf- like infiltrate yeah. this camp and it like shows all of like the, the, the bad guards. guys. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Ethan has that like uh, Batman vision where you can like tag sentries? Yes. Oh, for sure. So you see like a red highlight around them no oh, matter yeah. where you're looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You like hold L1. Like <laughs> yeah. infrared vision of all the all the villains, mm-hmm. all the boar in the in the forest. My note for the like the sentry scene was where is Sawyer? Is he just unaware and nobody told him that he might die? He's just in his little tarp reading a book. <laughs> the boar is creeping up on him for the <laughs> yeah. next, next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that was funny. But yeah, Boone falls asleep. He wakes up in the jungle holding a stick. Um, a stick. <laughs> he charges after the sound that he hears and trips like a dork. And it's just Vincent the dog, though. Uh, and as they're about to laugh at him, they hear a woman scream. Some guy is down that we've never really seen before, I don't think. Scott. Uh, Kate and Hurley discuss how Ethan came in from the water and Hurley's like, maybe just drown, man. And they're like, oh, his neck's broken. Both arms are broken. The bones in his fingers. All right. All right. All right, all right that's fair. <laughs> Ethan fucked him up and, and we didn't hear any of it. I just we, like how Hurley's trying to like justify. Oh, there's like, th- this isn't happening. Like this guy yeah, isn't murdering. Maybe people. it's okay. Uh, and then Sawyer does walk up and he's like, poor Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and Hurley's like, his name was Scott, man. <laughs> Loved it so you much. Doing, is Hurley becoming it's Argyle? Argyle. Well, we oh just God. found out the bad news that Argyle is not going to be in season five of Stranger Things. Yeah. So it's, it's been on my mind a lot. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get Scott Jackson's funeral. And then Hurley weirdly mentions that he also called him Scott the whole time. <laughs> or um, Steve. Steve. Or Steve the whole time. I, yeah, I have yeah. in my You're notes. doing it too. Ah! <laughs> I have in my notes. It's giving yellow jackets. <laughs> yeah. Because the part where they were, you know, giving half assed yeah. eulogies. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of Lost was inspired or sure. inspired Yellow, Yellow Jackets. Jacket. By yeah. the way, I just watched Society of the Snow. Did you guys watch that movie? I haven't, but I'm, it's on my list of movies to Very watch. Very good. It was a movie in the early 90s called Alive. It was like a whitewashed version because it's a real story of this Uruguayan um, rugby team that crash landed in the Andes. Oh, oh, had to okay. survive for months and ended up like eating each other and stuff. That's a real story with real living survivors today who talk about it. And that is the story that inspired Yellow Jackets, which I don't know if we ever knew that. I think we might have talked about that at I one point. Think, I think uh, we might have mentioned briefly early on, but like we didn't really we like. Didn't really yeah. dive so in like Society it, yeah. of the Snow is so, yeah, people were like, oh, so, so like a Yellow Jackets with dudes. And I'm like, yeah, that's the story that inspired the show Yellow Jackets. So we'll, we'll <laughs> pin it and then talk about it for Yellow Jackets season three. That's right. But it's a great movie. Um, Society of the Snow on Netflix. It's on, yeah, it's on Netflix. But any hoozle, back in time. Uh, no, we're not. No. It's everyone's staring at Claire. Yeah. Claire's in the caves. Wonder why everyone's Claire's looking like, at her. You're a pretty what? lady. You're a pretty lady. What? And you're glowing. You're pregnant. Uh, Shannon's. Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> Shannon lets the beans out of the bag. Uh, and, of course. And then Claire's mad at Charlie. You didn't no fucking tell me? Somebody's going to kidnap me with superpowers? So, like, nobody told you that that guy's coming to kill you again? Do you think my brother's hot? I do. But also, I think, so. I think it was so, <laughs> this just occurred to me, like, why wouldn't they tell her? Because it's like, if you, she doesn't remember Ethan. She doesn't remember what this guy looks like. For all, like, they know, Ethan could come into the camp and she could think. I'm your best friend. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> why wouldn't you warn her that, hey, maybe don't wander out in the woods by yourself. I'm the father of your baby. Come on. Right. I'm oh, the, okay. the real Charlie that you wrote about in your diary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like something like that. I just feel like that was such a stupid logistical thing for them to do. I agree. It was a uh, it was a ham fisted way to have Charlie like it's like it's yeah. one of those like weaving the past and present threads that they try to do every episode. But this one was so clumsy. Yeah, it's very um, forced. Yeah, back in the past, back in time. Charlie is withdrawing heavily. I, 
he's dressed in the suit that Lucy bought for him to go to work. They're really hammering at home that she's a good person. He keeps staring at Churchill's cigarette case. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to drive you to work after he steals it. Right. It's so painful. Yeah. Um, back in the present. Do you, do you think he was planning on not even going into work? Like, cause uh, he's like, oh, I'll just take the bus. Do you think he was planning on not even showing up? I don't he was think just he absolutely was, was not going to go to work. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't gonna do it. And there's no chance I would go to work in that state. Like yeah. the, there's, it's not an option. He shouldn't. He should have like showed up and the first person should have seen him and been like, dude, are you fine? fine? Yeah. You look rough. Yeah. Literally sweating bullets right now. Yeah. Um, but in the present, um, Jack says he has a way to get the advantage back because Locke's like, look, man, we don't, we're uh, at a disadvantage here. He might have superpowers. Charlie told me. Uh, <laughs> we don't, they know the island better, blah, blah, blah. He flew in from the sky and that's how he got Scott. And uh, Scott got got. So he shows Locke Lock the guns. Load. Locke looks so fucking happy when he cocks that gun. Yeah, he does. Did you use the joke lock and load as well? Because uh, yep. I wrote that's, that. Yep. That's sick. Lock and load. That's why we are brothers we're from the, another we're, mother. We're on the same wavelength. Nice. Always. You could see the erection in <laughs> Locke's face when he the looks at Jack and smiles. don't flag just like unfurling <laughs> in the back. Like, don't step on snake. <laughs> Actually, fun little uh, tidbit. If you listen closely in the scene, you can hear in the background, America. <laughs> they want to use Claire as bait and Claire says, that's cool. <laughs> I'm mad. With, I'm mad yeah, at Charlie anyway. Charlie is like trying to like speak for her, saying no, like we're not doing that. And Claire's like, "Excuse me, I'm right here. Ten feet my away. plans better. I heard you the other night. <laughs> my <laughs> you body, thought my I was choice. sleeping, but I wasn't. Mm -mm. I was. I was awake the whole time. Yeah. My pregnant ears are actually sharper than a normal person's. I believe uh, that. Uh, back in the past. Oh, real quick before we go. Nope. As as <laughs> all, as as they as they all are walking away, I was laughing so hard because. It's focused on Charlie kind of like grimacing at everybody, but you can still hear Jack talking. And I don't know if this is something they wrote in the script or if, or if they were like, hey, man, just riff, what, say whatever. But if you listen to Jack, it sounds like he's a dungeon master. He's like, OK, Saeed, you're going to be the soldier. I need you as the soldier. Locke, you're the hunter. Oh, so I he's like, that. he's yeah, divvying yeah. up like D&D &D roles like Claire, you're the mage. <laughs> <laughs> you're pregnant. <laughs> It's That's a fun funny. game. They got to pass funny. the time somehow other yes. than golf. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. so funny. In the past, Charlie's trying to sell copiers. He's dope <laughs> sick. He's fucking it up. He throws up on the copier. It's terrible, right? Back in the present. So many Dutch angles in that scene. Yeah. Locke, uh, he wants a hand with each gun, right? Um, so Jack gives one to Sawyer. And he says, Locke says specifically, it's a terrible line. We got four guns. We need four men. Specifically men. And I want them to have dicks. Mm -hmm. And I want them to be hard. And I'm like, what is going on right this, now? Locked, as this episode and ready to is, is going, I am like getting so mad. So I, my so note mad. says Jack gives one to Sawyer, which I love. Why not Kate? Exclamation point, question mark. No, I literally, in my note, I'm like, Jack goes to Sawyer. This is all caps. With Kate just fucking standing there. She's a criminal for <laughs> not only that, but she's like uh, a ninja criminal. She's super she's yeah. very good with guns. Very capable. Super like she's probably... Because we have lots of question marks. And the She's whole, probably the most capable person on the island. A big yeah. reason for why they're hiding the guns is because they don't want Sawyer to have them. Right. And so it's just like, I I'm actually like, go, buddy. so I actually like that they're beginning to trust Sawyer. I actually like that they're including him. I'm excited yeah. for when that whole shtick's over. Mm -hmm. But with how they've established him so far, it's incredibly misogynistic that there wouldn't even be an option it to consider no Kate sense. up against Sawyer. Yeah. And I just. But I do love that Sawyer's like, 
I got a gun for the lady. You know what I mean? Yes. She shoots guns good. So th <laughs> this is one of the, the those times where you kind of pump your fist in the air like, fuck yeah, Sawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I almost wonder if they set that up to redeem Sawyer in a way. But then again, this was 2004, so probably not. But I just was like, this is the most sexist bullshit I've ever seen. We can't give her a gun. She might get pregnant. She has a vagina. <laughs> I did love the her guns. Her boobs will she's get too, in the way. She's too emotional. She could shoot her all of us. Her hair she, will get in the way. How's she going to aim with her boobs flopping around? Her shoulders <laughs> will distract us. We can't have her around. But, yeah, by the way, put some clothes on, lady. We're trying to focus on protecting the camp right now. God. And you're all flirting with us. Jesus. Yeah, I, I do love the guns position. Like, where Sawyer's like... Yeah, I got a gun for the lady. If you don't remember, in episode three, when the marshal <laughs> showed up, I took his gun and I kept it. Famously, I didn't have ammo, though. How much ammo do you have? <laughs> and Jack's like, yeah, and you missed. Fair enough. Which is why you probably should have considered Kate prior to me. Right, uh, right. Any hoozle. They all get guns. There's five people, right? Saeed wants to take Ethan alive. Charlie's worried about Claire. Uh, we cut to, it's fucking pouring down, raining. Claire's Hold just on, sitting there quick. like, We need sucks. to take a second. And there was a very quick moment, but Kate, they're like getting ready. They're preparing. Kate's putting her hair up Go on. in a bun. And the gun is just like packed in front of her sure. pants. And I just sure. was like, girly pop. Girly pop. Don't be doing that. Why? What's she going to shoot off? Well, <laughs> that's the gangster. You know, thing maybe to do. maybe that was a power move for her. Maybe she needed to like feel feel. I don't know. She wanted the, to show the other boys that she was also packing. You know what? Yeah, I like that. I like that. I'm rolling with that. That's actually my favorite scene of this episode. <laughs> How right did now. I fuck? I, I put on my note. Kate having the gun in between her pants is so unnecessary, but so hot. Oh my god! There, see now you're <laughs> there being you honest. Go. The truth comes out. But I logistically, I was just like, you could have like laid it down in the sand or something. No, anyway, that's no, not no, what don't, you do with your you don't cat do that with a gun. Gator needs his cat. All right, all right. <laughs> I was just pointing it out, which I know you wanted me to. So yes. moving on. It's Never raining. wanted to be a gun so badly. It's raining. <laughs> if it's raining on this <laughs> island of mystery, you know what that means. Bad there's stuff's gonna, there's about gonna to be happen. a fight, a fist right. fight happening. That's right. Claire's waiting in the rain. E oh, it was raining last time they fought, wasn't it? Yep. Ethan, uh, Ethan pops out for Claire. Gotcha. What could be going wrong? You're standing right in the spot I told him to put you. Here we come. Let's go. Huh? Uh, Jack tackles him, which I thought was funny because you got a gun and stuff. Well, hold on. Like, the why'd you put your gun away and tackle him? <laughs> the buildup of this where Saeed's in the tree and he's like, he has the gun out and he's like looking. And then I think it was Locke who was the other one. They were just like. And Sawyer was and, in the bushes. See, what was so their... funny is like you could see Claire in the frame. And then like in the bottom right, there's like. I, I wanted Ethan to be like, <laughs> like hey, everybody. Ethan's like tapping on Jack's shoulder like. What are you doing? Bro, man? What, are you, what so are you doing? It is I, funny. They, they all are, have their guns out like children. Like, yeah, yeah so cool. It's like laser tag. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Let's yeah, go like, back to back. Guys. It's almost like a, like a, like a musical play. Like they're on stage, like they're performing on stage and they have to be over, oh. over like, I, I, I would have loved stage that. Stage acting is different than yeah. TV acting. I would have yeah. loved to have seen a musical of this scene. Like <laughs> I'm in the trees waiting for Ethan. <laughs> Actually, I'm in the dirt also waiting for do you Ethan. Think, do you think that would crush like the musical revival of our adaptation of Lost episode 15? It would crush, yeah. <laughs> Specifically just so. episode 15. I think so. I, think oh, it I would don't make... know who any of you are. <laughs> oh, Claire. <laughs> I can speak for myself. I am pregnant. <laughs> I can't hear So I can't, I'm pregnant. Yeah, exactly. Can somebody call Lin-Manuel Miranda. We right need now. this. Uh, yeah, it was a silly, it's a silly scene because I, 
Ethan could just pick them off one by one and then take Claire because their their plan sucked, you know, yeah. especially because he's probably a superhero and he just like he pops up like the fucking butler in Mr. Deeds, John Turturro all the time. Like, <laughs> hello. Um, <laughs> that was a really deep cut that I didn't even know was coming. I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm here on. for it. I'm yeah. here for it. <laughs> um, now I'm thinking about like Hawaiian punch water fountains. Wow. Um, have you never, have you never seen Mr. Deeds? No. Highly recommended. No. Um, so then Jack actually takes him though. He tackles him without his gun, which is really weird to me that he didn't want to use the advantage that he John, said he well, would John use. John wants him alive. But or, still, yeah. you point the gun and say, stop moving or I'll shoot you. That's how you use guns that you don't want to shoot. But Cops I also do think the there, is, there is some like vengeful. Well. <laughs> he wants to redeem from when Ethan beat the shit out of him. So I think that's also fueling his fire. But yeah, there was some man stuff going on there. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. I got you this time. Yeah. You but emasculated me in front of the I lady last time. <laughs> I understand this is like near the end of the episode, but I didn't like how easy it was that they were able to like get him. Like, I feel like they've built him up to be this crazy, impressive. Like he just murdered a That's guy. He's, he's like a said earlier, like, like it upset yeah. me. Like they set you up to have superpowers. And then this fucking nerd beats your ass. Right. right? <laughs> and it's also kind of stage weird because they're just rolling around in the mud, which I guess is a much more realistic fight. But then all the others, like Saeed, John, and everyone just, else, just, are just like, "We're gonna watch." It's like high school, yeah. Get them, lo- get them, Jack. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, they would. Sawyer's recording it with a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, doc on doc. Gonna crime. put this on Reddit. <laughs> but uh, nice one, Doc says Sawyer. Right? He's actually a little impressed. And then Charlie shows up and blows him away. <laughs> I was so fucking mad. Uh, me too. For a few seconds, like a long few seconds, like I wanted to turn it off because it was like it built this up. I didn't expect them to take him alive. I thought they did it. I want answers. And mm-hmm. the show bends over backwards and sometimes deus ex machina kind of ways to not give me answers. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Charlie, who I'm already like upset with, like I'm annoyed by because the structure of this episode sucks. So I'm like, fuck Charlie, fuck lost. <laughs> and, and then like I kind of get it, though. When Jack asks Charlie why, and Charlie's like, he wasn't going to tell you anything, which is totally true, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted to make sure he didn't, yeah. like, break out and kill one of us again. Yeah, he, I'm not going to let that animal anywhere near her again. And I, I kind of completely flip-flopped. And it was like, the other thing that makes me upset in movies and TV sometimes when they, like, capture the bad guy and they decide to not just kill him and then he gets away and it's prolonged. Mm-hmm. It's like, for, for what? Shoot him in the face as soon as you <laughs> see him. And Charlie was like, I've watched all those movies and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. How did he get a gun though? I wasn't paying attention. Was it Jack's uh, gun? Jack's gun got knocked down and, okay. and kind of tossed away. Okay. So he picked that one up, yeah. It'd be funny if he's like, I've been keistering this the whole time. <laughs> you guys didn't know. But. <laughs> I've also got Doritos. Uh, <laughs> I, I put I put Ethan up to the business end of my own drive shaft. <laughs> oh, good. I like my that. dick. And back in the past. <laughs> back in time. Charlie shows up to Lucy to apologize. She's super pissed. She found the, 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 uh, has apparently went to like the hospital after puking and they found the Winston Churchill cigarette case. And they and, called her dad. She's like, why'd you even take the job, Charlie? That was the dumbest question for her to ask. And he's like, for her to be worried about. I wanted to take care of you. And she's like, I don't even know you. And she slams the door. (laughs) I I thought what she said was so ham fisted into like, we have to justify what Charlie's, what we've written Charlie to be doing this episode. So when she's like, you'll never be able to take care of anyone, Charlie. Like if you ever have a pregnant friend in the jungle, you won't be able to do anything special for her. But You'll probably read her diary. (laughs) Like of all the things that like has happened and the issues that have 
unfurled from this situation, the thing that's on her mind is like, why did you even take the job? Like, who fucking cares? I don't know. It was just the one, the one thing I can't understand. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's just very weird. Yeah. It, I it, thought you wanted to sell copiers. I thought that was really a I life choice you wanted, you wanted to make. To You've wounded me. Back in the present, around the cave, everyone kind of has someone. And then Charlie's alone. Claire walks up. I remembered peanut butter. Well, it's an imaginary peanut butter, actually. Something with you and Vincent. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's like, yeah, I do like peanut butter. Uh, and then it was like a prolonged like stare as if they were like going to kiss. Mm-hmm. But then they didn't They were about kith. to kiss. Yeah, they did. She's kith. like, I want to tr- trust you. And Charlie's like, read your diary. That'll help. I mean, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then lost. It's out. Lost. Which now brings us to Beach Please. Beach! please it's the point in the episode where your boy steve uh gives you some trivia tidbits some maybe some bloopers uh some unwritten material that didn't make it into the episode uh and now we're covering this week's episode of beach please guys i've got a couple fun little things for you that you might enjoy Ooh, i like fun i'm excited in things lucy's dad uh earlier like when they're kind of talking about you know his his copier empire uh there's a line where uh well actually no it's before they actually meet the dad lucy says something along the lines of dad's away he's looking to buy a paper company in slow slaw slow slough they call it slough slough but we would say slough yeah. in america so it's, he's, he's gonna buy a paper company in slough this is a reference to the british version of the office which is a paper company mm. located in slough wow That's cool. ricky gervais yeah ricky gervais's version of the office yep. uh, the, i don't care <laughs> i don't care is that your ricky gervais yeah watch afterlife season three i don't care <laughs> i love animals he does love animals. I'm not afraid to say things. He's not. Yeah. My, I actually think he's funny. I, know I, people I don't do. Like him. Yeah. I don't like his Golden I, Globe monologues. I laugh. Very, I don't like very funny. That's not you don't an like uncommon him? opinion. That's fair. But Afterlife is a good show. Well, I, he makes good stuff. Like yeah. he's he's a very talented person. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just I think don't he's care. Kind of too negative. Gold's not for me. real. <laughs> <laughs> That's like his big thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, the copier that Charlie is selling is the uh, Heatherton C815. If that model number may Go sound familiar to you guys. <gasps> 815! Mm-hmm. I, never, I never catch it. I'm I dumb. I don't either. 815, of course, is the number of the oceanic flight that uh, they crashed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, 815 is a number that will continually pop up throughout the series. I'm going to get an 815 tattoo on my neck. Are you? No. That'd be dope. <laughs> I'm from the 815. <laughs> I think that's Chicago. Didn't we talk about that? I think so. 815 is the Chicago Oh, I better not then. A bunch of shy town people are going to beat me up if I get that tattoo. <laughs> uh, Lucy's dad, we've mentioned him a lot, uh, is played by Jim Piddock. Um, that dude is in a ton of stuff, usually a smaller characters, but mm-hmm. he has a pretty... I think he has a pretty cool accent. Um, he's probably most famous for being in the movie Best in Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. Eugene Levy. With Eugene Levy, yeah. Uh, at one point, I think in the episode, I, I think it's when Ethan's coming, when she, when he's approaching Claire towards the end, he's coming. Uh, you and I did the exact same thing at the exact same time. We did the little head gag. Yeah. Uh, at one point when he's approaching, I think it's when he's approaching Claire, he has an unexplained limp uh, as he's walking towards her. And he's um, got the scratches on his face. Yeah, well, the, the limp is actually a remnant of a deleted scene. 
um, where uh, Ethan actually does break through the perimeter of the of that they've all created, and Locke uh, fights him. And Locke actually stabs him in the thigh before Ethan is able to fight Locke off. Mm. And um, there's actually a photo you can find of this scene online, uh, but you can't actually... It hasn't been released as a deleted scene or anything, but you can, there's a photo of Locke and Ethan fighting. They should have left that. I think so. I think it's cool. Like, but but also, it would also kind of lead into something we don't like, where Ethan's a super-powered person who can overtake John Locke, who's like the jungle man. I do like that. It would have made more sense. They would have justified it. Like Why he's injured? Jack would have been able to beat him because he's injured. He's just punching his thigh over and over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Thumb, you. thumb in it. Yeah, because he's the doctor, right? Your habitoidal artery. Ah, or whatever. I'm uh, up. This is a little factoid I found on Lostopedia. I don't know how true it is, but I thought it would be interesting if it was true. Mm-hmm. And that this Big episode true. is the first time since the episode White Rabbit where every cast member appears in the episode. Because they do show Michael and Walt like in the crowd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't have anything to do in this episode, no. but they're there. Mm-hmm. Pregnant lady, fall down fall again. Down. Uh, Damon Lindelof. Uh, what a chap. What a, what a chap. Uh, has admitted that this is his least favorite episode of the entire series of Lost. We in, agree, Damon. In fact, I found a quote. Ooh. And here it is. He writes, somebody asked him what was his least favorite episode. He says, quote, oh my God, I think my least favorite episode is the episode that we did in the first season called Homecoming. It's when Claire comes back from having been in the jungle for a couple of days after she was abducted by Ethan. And he comes after her. The backstory is Charlie is trying to go straight and he's selling copiers. At the end of the episode, he shoots Ethan. I wrote that episode and it's my least favorite episode of the show ever. Homecoming, I think, was flawed on almost every single level that an episode of Lost could be. Hmm. Wow. So even Damon Lindelof, his own episode that he admittedly wrote himself is his least favorite one. I'm I'm happy that we're good at finding shitty the turds stuff yeah <laughs> but also <laughs> what a mensch for picking one he wrote like that's very um political but yeah he also could have been like that, yeah that one dude i hated him yeah fired his ass yeah worst thing i ever read yeah and uh, I hope speaking, his life sucks speaking of the episode not being good i did look up that like s- season episode ranking that we've sure. been kind of re- referencing and this episode is ranked 16 out of 20 uh 24 25. 25. I think in that list they're combining episodes uh, 4 and 25. The way we will. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that, uh, that concludes this episode's Beach Please. Beach Please. Now that's time for our, 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 our Mile High Club moments, our top three favorite moments of the episode. Madison, start us off with the word number three. Um, slim Pickens. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I think my... Number three is Claire remembering the peanut butter with Charlie. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Nar. Um, just, Nar. It was, I did okay. It was yeah. like, okay, this is like she's starting to remember. It's a wholesome moment between the two of them. Yeah. Crunchy so or smooth, you think? Um, Probably smooth. Yeah. 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 Steve. Oh, uh, my number three. No, crunchy or smooth. Oh, crunchy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I like both. Sure. Uh, I probably do smooth. Munchy more general generally just because it's munchy <laughs> it's a smooth crunchiness yeah mm-hmm. i really love it <laughs> but i like both okay i fucks with both but now your number three favorite moment uh my number three favorite moment is uh and this is just kind of a general moment and that is just i i have it in my notes uh the mega powers colliding which is jack and <laughs> Locke specifically 
uh, kind of really having a, an episode where they're plotting, they're planning, they're coming together. Uh, actually, uh, Kit, you're sort of... Uh, uh, analogy to them as like Locke is the Pope and Jack is the King, I think is a, is a very, very good analogy for these two characters and mm. the way they interact. Um, Cause it only gets more and more and more as the series progresses. These two are often, are they going to walking dead it and like split off in other camps? I well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to spoil things for you. The, the answer is possibly sure. Maybe <laughs> anything's possible. Anything's possible in this world. Uh, but just seeing them come together, especially in that, that gun scene where, you know, John Locke is like, I feel alive with a gun in my hand. <laughs> uh, I, I vote third party. <laughs> <laughs> John Locke is a total libertarian for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, what's your number three? My number three is the, uh, dude, that was Scott. Uh, Hurley's that whole scene's interesting and funny to me because Kate's like his genitals were removed and stuffed in his mouth or whatever they just kept, they kept going and going and going and Hurley's like he just right, drowned man, whatever man all right um, how long did Ethan fuck with this guy <laughs> um, but there's the culminating in uh, Sawyer who's quickly becoming one of my favorite characters and then dude that was Scott like like uh, um, Jorge Garcia's delivery is always on point for some comedic relief and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that was that was my number three. Funny, funny ass shit. Madison, you were number two. Uh, my number two, again, just kind of silly, but silly. Uh, <laughs> silly. Um, but Charlie trying to sell the copy machine and then throwing up on it. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like, this is happening. But also, I'm, I'm entertained. I yeah. think it's an interesting scene and seeing him have to act that out was, I'm sure, very, very fun to do. Yeah. So that's my number two. My number two is... Uh, that I, that quick little aside between Jin and Son early on in the episode where Son's like, is she, is she okay? Is the baby okay? Because, you know, really, uh, you know, we haven't had the best sort of introduction to Jin's character. Like for the first several episodes, we're like, oh man, I hate that guy. He's really yeah. mean to Son. He's like combative towards yeah, he people. he seems so toxic. And now he just seems so handsome. He, I mean, he's always been handsome. But know, now but I was that toxicity is yeah. being removed a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, I kind of just want to fish with him. Yeah, I want to fish with him too. I'd pee, I want him to pee on my leg. I was going to say, what are you about to say? <laughs> Just pee on it. Just pee on it. Just pee, pee on it. Pee on my leg. But yeah, that's 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 one of my favorite moments. It's, it's a good character moment for Jin and and Son as well. And it was just very quick but effective. My number two is the lock and load uh, <laughs> section of the movie. Ka-ka! Just lock so goddamn and happy. The eagle comes out. Yeah. <laughs> just screeches. The uh like the one from Colbert Report. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I yeah. Jack's like, I assume you know how to handle that. And then just does this like <laughs> he likes twirls it and spins it like yeah. fucking Doc Holliday. He's like, he's I'll fucking, be your Huckleberry. It's fucking revolver ocelot from Elgar Salt out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a great scene. It's hammy, oh. but amazing. And of course, he knows how to handle it. God damn it. It's Locke. <laughs> um, any hoozle. That's my number two. Madison, what is your favorite moment of the episode you like the least? <laughs> my favorite moment. I think the only redeeming like moment from the, the boys club is when Sawyer gave Kate the gun. Uh-huh. I just was like, yes, fucking finally. Yes. Uh, yes, queen. Me too movement. We love that. <laughs> give, the girl, give the girl a gun. Hashtag time's up. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, after being so furious with just like everything that was happening prior of like the guys being like, yeah, we need four men to have these guns. And then Sawyer's like, Here's one for the lady. I'm like, fucking finally. Shit. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's my favorite moment. Uh, Madison, 
that is my favorite moment as well. Yay! Sawyer giving Kate the gun is so awesome because uh, he's... We love a feminist. Yeah. So who knew? Sawyer. I, of all people. Beacon of feminism on the show. And Seriously. I, and he just that little sly smirk he does because he just knows like y'all are being really fucking dumb right now yeah. and none of you know it and I'm happy I get to be the one to rub it in your faces. Kate, you're the most qualified person on the show. And she goes... <laughs> Other than maybe John Locke, maybe, maybe Kate is the only one of them. All, well, I guess Saeed is also qualified. I mean, he was a soldier, well, a literal but, soldier, but yeah. still Kate, a hundred percent should have that gun from the jump. And the fact that Jack's like, I'll do it. I'm good with my hands. I do surgery. Like, mm-hmm. dude, fuck off. Kate. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. She's uh, like, yes. Like the <sighs> Saeed is a soldier. Mm-hmm. John's like, Ron Swanson, which is not to say I build furniture on the weekends. <laughs> Sometimes then, I will fight a boar with my bare hands. But I don't need this gun. Kate's like Danny Ocean. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. it's like a whole new level, you know? So I think they're the trifecta. Um, but yeah, I'm with you guys. My number one is also that, but more specifically when she's putting up her hair and tucks the gun. Yeah. <laughs> Shows her package. We all everybody. Yeah. We all everybody. We all everybody. Woo. Now. Our passenger princess for the episode is tough. I think it's a tough one. Madison, who are <laughs> I mean, you going with? I had a really hard time trying to figure out who I would give my passenger princess to. And I've decided, I guess I will give it to Dominic Monaghan. Monaghan? Mm-hmm. Monaghan? Um, I feel like he's the only one, like the only actor that really stood out in terms of like having to be, there's just the wide range of things he had to go through. Like being being an addict, trying to maneuver like Claire and her emotions. So, and he's, he was pre- predominantly throughout the whole entire episode. So giving it to, to Charlie. I'm also giving it to our, our boy, Dominic. I mean, I don't like what is written for him. I don't really care about what's happening, but he is doing really solid work. He's making uh, uh chicken salad out of chicken shit, right? Mm. You know, he's, he's doing the job. Shit like salad. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I I have to give it to him because I mean, and truthfully, like everyone else is so kind of like in and out of scenes. Uh, and if they if there are there, they're usually like, what are we going to do about Ethan? Huh? What are we going to do about Ethan? So not a lot of opportunity for other people to kind of flex their acting chops. Mm-hmm. And so really, Charlie's the only character really doing anything in this episode. But I still don't want to take that away from Dominic, uh, who I do think is doing the best with what he's being given. Very well said. I want to give it to Evangeline Lilly's prop gun. Um, <laughs> Just the prop gun? Yeah. What's holding you back? Sitting in her, sitting in her pants? I don't want to take a we all everybody from, mm. from us. Well, I think Dominic Monaghan's like a sure vote. Right. And that's yeah. the only one I got from nice. not allowed to use the prop gun. We, so this is kind of like a we all everybody. We all everybody. Yeah. We all everybody. Uh, we all everybody. brings us to our final segment, the lost and found, where we try to keep track of the mysteries as they unfold and which ones have been solved, which ones are still out there hanging. Uh, I don't and, think we have anything to add, really. Maybe Ethan's super strength. <laughs> Ethan's super strength? But that but might be kind of like a version. Does Ethan have super strength? Yeah, but also, like, isn't that like a version of a mystery we already have? Like, what's up with the others or whatever, something like that. Uh, who yeah. is Ethan, kind of, maybe? So it's kind of part of that. I don't I, know. I kind of added, um, how did Claire escape? Sure. Because oh. I, I do think, like, maybe, and and this is, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys right now. This is coming from someone who I don't quite remember how she does. Oh. I don't even know that it's important. 
Obviously, it's not if I don't like, remember. They showed the <laughs> they showed the scratches. Like I have enough to like. I'm more concerned about why she doesn't remember and why Charlie didn't remember. I guess what's that's going on. That's there. a good point, but that also kind of goes into like what did, what did they do to Claire? Mm-hmm. What was the goal? Yeah, obviously, they did, I don't think they achieved it based on Ethan's anger. Uh, I think they wanted the baby. Yeah, the baby, the baby, the baby. Uh, they're kind of like the others in um, Game of Thrones. Yes. In the sense that they want the baby. Yeah, he's like, like keep. He's like Jason Manzukis on live shows of how did this get made? Mm-hmm. Like if anyone brings a baby to the live recordings, it's like, give me that baby. <laughs> give me that baby. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, so I guess we don't really add much of anything because the questions we do have are kind of already wrapped up in questions we have already asked. Yeah, Madison, do you have one? Mm-mm. Nope. No? Nope. And nothing really got answered. Solved, yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of our coverage of Lost episode 15. What a deflating end. Like, I guess. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> similar to how this episode was. Yeah, uh, that's true. Got him. Uh, tune in Wednesday for our coverage of the, the Long Kiss Goodnight. Mm. Uh, we're going to be talking about that movie from the 90s. I think it's 1996. 96, yeah. And then 90s. Friday, Lost episode 16. We're going to be talking all about that. So tune in for that. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. That's all the time we have right now. We've got to return some videotapes. My name is Kit. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Oh, happy streaming. Happy streaming. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>